This is the Bent on Better podcast, episode number 12. Fun fact about the number 12, that was my number all through high school and every sport I play. 12. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Bent on Better podcast, where better means becoming the best you. And now your host, who rolls his feet out with tennis balls, Matt April. How's it going, Better Nation? This is your host, Matt April, and joining us today is our guest, Dreamer Joe Pardo. Joe is a man with many hats. He is a writer working on his first book, a fellow podcaster, a runner who has several marathons under his belt and recently completed his first full marathon, a DJ for over 10 years doing mashups before people knew what mashups were, and now has his own show, Dreamers Podcast, where he interviews dreamers to inspire others. He continues to work to help other entrepreneurs on their path to success. Joe is truly bent on better. Joe, I've given our listeners just a little information, so please take a moment, share a bit more about yourself, and then we'll get into the show. Well, first off, thanks for having me on this show, Matt. I definitely am bent on better, constantly moving forward and looking at different things, different challenges that I can tackle. Um, from DJing uh, over you know, 10 years now, doing different kinds of projects and stuff like that, to podcasting and how those two interacted as far as the sound editing and, and knowing how sound works is really been a huge benefit for me uh, without even realizing it. So, Joe, we start every Bent on Better podcast with a motivational mantra or success quote. So please share with our listeners your choice of motivation and the reason why you chose this specific mantra or quote. So my mantra is society starts with you. It starts with you and it ends with you. And if you believe that and you live that, Anything that you believe should be, can be, because of the fact that society shouldn't be a reason to hold you back in what you think or what you believe in or what other people think or believe in. Because if you think that something's acceptable, then you are part of society and you shouldn't let something, some outside force dictate that to you. I love it. That's so, it was so eloquently said, yet... So perfect. Society starts with you. So Joe, now that we've heard a little bit more about yourself and you've shared your quote, I would like for you to bring us back to a time when becoming better was not your ultimate goal. There was a time before I really cared about being healthy and running and doing all these things to better myself. It, it was really, it goes back a long time at this point. It goes back to high school when I was just involved with computers and video games and that's all I wanted to do and know about all the time outside of wanting to DJ but not having the uh, equipment or the people around me to, to make that happen. So I would say that there was a lot of outside forces that brought me into this healthier lifestyle that, that made me want to get better and better myself in more ways than just computers. And a lot of that started with DJing. You know, with DJing, you're working, you're standing, 
four to six hours at a time, you're carrying in, you know, 50 pound boxes, several 50 pound boxes, crates at the time I was using records. So I was, you know, six, seven, eight record, uh, record cases at a time. And you're just going up and down stairs. You're the first one to come in. You're the last one to leave. And everybody's too drunk at the end to really want to help you or you want them to help you. <laughs> so, you know, that uh, really helped start shedding some pounds for me and really opened my eyes to this idea that I could use my ability to talk with people and understand people to, you know, further this quote-unquote career in DJing at about the age of 17. So what was it specifically that motivated you to make that change, that, that to become focused on being better? So my grandparents were really supportive of me. My grandfather started his own business. He left his own family business to go start his own business in 81 during a recession. When people told him that he really shouldn't do that, that's crazy, it's, it's horrible timing. But he was able to make it very successful to just recently when uh, it was sold, finally. But my grandfather always believed in me and my ability to be able to do whatever I set my mind to. And he, he used to tell me, and so this is something that, that drove me uh, and has driven me for many, well, pretty much all my life, is he told me that he would never be disappointed in me as long as I did what I loved and did it to the best of my ability. And I mean, that sounds really like cliched and, and, you know, but not everybody gets to hear that and not everybody gets to hear that and believe that. And I think that it's really important to get that second part in where you actually believe it. You believe it so much that you're willing to just give up on, on something to pursue something else to the point where I actually put my love of computers and stuff on hold to go and pursue DJing. And he and my grandmother both believed in me so much that they were very supportive in getting me equipment as, you know, as well as helping me out by getting me some gigs to to get started at through friends. I mean, they they were really, really um, receptive to what I wanted to do, even though it was always believed I was going to take over the business. I remember there was a story where I was quite young, uh, six, seven years old. I, I, I probably about between, well, I guess seven and eight. And I was crying on the floor because I was the only boy in my family. And I didn't want to take over the family business because I wanted to be a child psychologist to help other kids that were going through divorce like I was. And I guess that really, uh, (laughs) You know, having that that belief from my grandparents really has helped me push through a lot of things, even though they're no longer with us, unfortunately. Having that solid foundation of support really can help us. And when someone tells you that they believe in you and that they 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 will never be disappointed in the actions you take opens up so many doors for you. My wife said the same thing to me when I decided to leave my uh, well-paying job in the corporate world to pursue um, my my dreams. When I decided to make that that leap of faith, it was it wasn't so much a leap of faith as it was just a uh, pursuit of happiness. Because 
she said she believed in me and she would never be disappointed in anything that comes. And, and she was there. She was my rock. She's my support. And so Joe, I can completely relate to you with what your grandfather told you and how you felt in that moment. And uh, thank you for sharing that part of your story. Now, Joe, what would you say is your favorite source of inspiration? Well, Matt, actually, before we go there, I just would like to say that both of us are very, very fortunate to have supportive wives that would allow us to leave situations that we are not happy in. And if you're in a situation with like, especially if it's a girlfriend and they don't support what you're doing, uh, you know, aside from like a drug habit or or something else that you shouldn't probably be doing (laughs) anyway, you should reconsider that relationship. And you should probably seek to either correct that problem now or get the hell away from it because you need to be happy and in order to fulfill your life, but not only your life, but your wife, you know, your potential wife's life or your children's lives in the future. So I I just wanted to take a moment to to acknowledge the fact that we were both very fortunate uh, because, you know, I left my business. Uh, about a year ago because I could no longer work in that environment after many, many years of being frustrated with the way things were and the way that I would come home and like I would just like scream at the top of my lungs for about 10 minutes and then turn Tosh.0 on or South Park on to unwind before I could have like a normal conversation with my wife. Obviously, I wasn't yelling at her. She probably wouldn't be around anymore. But... <laughs> You know, I was just like venting all the frustration out and all the the issues out. And it's like, she doesn't deserve that. And I don't deserve to be unhappy either. You know, everybody in this world deserves to be happy, even if it's not with uh, or in a a specific situation. And I really do believe that it's it all comes down to who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people who are negative, who are people who are unsupportive, that's going to reflect who you become and how you feel. So surrounding yourself with people who support you and people who believe in you and, and people who are constantly improving themselves, people who are just focused on helping and improving and see the good in everything, I think that's what's very important. So Joe... What is your favorite source of inspiration? It's easy. It's one word. <laughs> don't you love them? War, war, don't you love them? War, war, ah, man. <laughs> don't you love them? One word answers. And you can leave that in there <laughs> because I can't speak. <laughs> Music is everything to me. It's, it's something that from a very young age was something that I found out about DJs on the radio and from that moment on, that was like the thing I wanted to do. That was that was to be my saxophone to you know to Bill Clinton. Um, I don't think I made that analogy right, but this is in school, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but I think you get the idea. <laughs> uh, with music, you could. There's so many places you can go with it. I listen to all genres of music all day long. And I mean, I, I have, you know, my favorites, obviously, but it's fun to, to pop on some 30s or 40s music, uh, you know, once in a while, especially like I love it when uh, I'm out in the garage and I'm working on a project or something like that. And just like you just pipe on the, the 40s music It really takes me back to like uh, the Hollywood Tower of Terror in, in Disney World. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So what what is your favorite genre? Uh, Hip-hop and rap, easily. So who would be your number one favorite artist? Oh, I know it's a little topical right now, but Kanye West. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, I know that he does a lot of foot in the mouth type stuff, and I you know part of me wishes that he wouldn't, but at the same time, uh, he just he really believes in what he does, and you know what he plays everybody so well. So just like Kanye, he gets excited about his music. What are you most excited about right now, Joe? Well, I'm working on my first book. Uh, I'm working on a second show, a second podcast that is radically different than most of what's out there right now in the podcasting world. Uh, it's not interview based. It's not topic based. It's different. I don't want to give too much to it because it's, it's still in the works. And I I just want to try to be as head of the curve as I can with it. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe by the time this comes out, it'll it'll actually be available. Well, I would love to have you back on the show to actually go over what it is when it has launched. So then you can share it with our listeners and they too can find another show that they love and enjoy. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. So Joe, now we're just going to take a short break. The Bent on Better podcast is brought to you by you. Head on over to bentonbetter.com to see how you can keep getting better and subscribe to our email list. Joe, now we've come to one of my favorite parts of the show where I'll ask you a series of questions, an effort to provide our listeners with the most value in the last few minutes of our show. What was holding you back from becoming better? Worrying about tomorrow too much um, and not living for today, uh, whether it was with my work or with my family life, just constantly but worrying about what ifs in in, in my head and not just worrying about like, hey, what am I going to do today that's going to make today, if it's the last day of my life on this earth, the best day uh, of life on, on this earth. And, and really just doing what I love. And, and the stress created because I always wanted to do what I loved and do it at a level that I could do it professionally, but have always held myself back because, oh, well, there's the family business and you should be there to take care of this and you should want to take care of your family. And, and that's not that I don't, but the level of discontentment that was created in me was just bringing out a person to me that's, that is not a person I want to be or that I strive to be. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I think there's two, if I may do two. <laughs> Absolutely. The first one I believe is minimalism. Looking at something, I like when I'm writing a blog post or I'm writing out a script I should read or if I'm mixing music or whatever I'm doing, I, I do it in a long form and then I look to see how I can cut it back Instead of trying to write it at the start in the least amount of words or using the least amount of uh, bars of music or whatever, it, it, I try to start with the longest form I can and then cut it down from there. The other habit 
that I have. And most people will tell you that this isn't a habit that you want to have to be successful, but perfectionism. Wanting things to be as perfect as they possibly can. And I, I you know, every day I check myself and I'm like, hey, did um did I let something slide just because I'm getting older and I and I'm just letting things go, or is my mentality changing because I'm not in the high stress level demand realm that I was once in. I'm not really sure. But I, I do find myself relaxing that perfectionism as I've gotten uh, a little bit older. But I, I still, I, if I can go for perfection, then I, then I do. But I try not to let that hold me back from starting or just going with whatever I can to start. What is your favorite internet resource or app? So, so I'm going to answer this question a little bit differently than you asked it. My favorite aspect of the phone is the do not disturb button. That's it. And the reason is because at night, if somebody's calling me, I want to get that phone call. But if they're just texting me or I'm getting Facebook messages or any notifications, like I don't want it. And a lot of times I'll turn it off uh, or I'll turn the do not disturb on like when I'm watching movies and stuff. Because again, I don't want it to be silent through phone calls because that's probably an emergency. But I don't need every text message. Uh, so I can really concentrate on spending time with my wife, with my family, or doing something that's really important and and yet still get that emergency lifeline just in case. I think that is one of my favorite features as well. I like to make sure I get my rest at night. And if I'm constantly being bombarded with text messages and alerts from my different apps, then that can mess with my sleeping patterns. So I use the Do Not Disturb part of my phone all of the time, every night. So I'm so glad you shared that and I'm glad that it's something that uh, a lot of people may not know about and something that people can now figure out that, oh, I have that on my phone, I should probably use that to get better sleep. You know what, there is one other one. Now that you mentioned sleep, I use something called sleepyti.me. So sleepytie.me, uh, bedtime calculator. And what it does is, I think it's a, a dollar or two dollars, and you can actually calculate how many hours of you should go to sleep from right now. So you, uh, the two the two questions when you open it are: find out when to wake up, and or I have to wake up at. So you you have to wake up at say it's eight a.m. So you you pop in eight a.m. and it'll show you the the hours in which you should go to sleep to wake up at 8 a.m. to get the most amount of sleep cycles. So that would be 11 p.m., 12.30 a.m., 2 a.m., or 3.30 a.m. I mean, you obviously could do these, these math problems in your head, but it's nice to have the calculator there. You also, if you look at the find out when to wake up, if I go to sleep right now, it adds an extra like 15 minutes in, but it'll tell you that uh, each of the cycles like the, from here, from one to six cycles, the times you'll have to wake up. And when I was doing it on a regular basis, I found that I was able to start waking up without a, without an alarm and just getting up and being refreshed and being ready to go. And even if I only got one or two sleep cycles in, it, it just made that much of a difference to me. Joe, if you could recommend one book to our listeners, what would it be and why? 
Well, Matt, I don't read a whole, whole lot of books, and a lot of people beat me up for that. <laughs> but I would say that one book that I always found really, really interesting, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you two books. Uh, one is a nonfiction book, and one is a fiction, but a helpful book for people who are trying to be an entrepreneur, better at business, or being bent on better. The first one is uh, the myth of multitasking and how multitasking isn't a real thing. It's something that we've made up. It's really just task switching. So your brain is just bouncing back and forth between two things and it actually can take you longer to do those two things rather than doing one thing well at a time, which I try to do, though that doesn't always work out that way. Um, I try my best to do it. <laughs> The other book, if you're looking for a great nonfiction book, I haven't read it in many years now, but I'm just looking over at my bookshelf. The Masters of Doom is a great book about a bunch of geeks that were basically like another Steve Jobs, uh, Steve Wozniak story or Bill Gates and uh, Steve Ballmer story where – it's all about John Carmack and John Romero starting up id software and how the whole like how the whole company formed and and basically how they got to doom the game we've now come to the final question imagine you woke up one day in someone else's body you still have all of your current knowledge but you're in a situation that requires improvement you may be unfit unwell undermotivated or just simply want to get better? What are the first three things you would do to start improving your life? Well, uh, first I would start running to, uh, I guess, to get in better shape and be better fit. It also helped with the energy levels to become more motivated. I like to look at things from all perspectives and I try to keep an open mind. And even if I disagree, I try to at least understand why something is the way it is. I guess it's the, the curiosity in me. But I would probably go around and just start asking the people what's going on with the situation. Why is it this way? And why people feel one way or another way about it at this, you know, so that I could understand all aspects of the situation to try to see what I could do to improve it and to get motivated I probably would do whatever I had to do to get some Kanye West in my ears <laughs> <laughs> you really love Kanye huh I, I do I do uh, I I don't know other way any other way to say it other than I do I think that he's a you know again he, he's not perfect um, but pretty much nobody else is anyway <laughs> and he's good at what he does and we can leave it there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people are like, what was this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, before we end our show, what would be your one parting piece of guidance? Please give the best way our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll call it a day. Figure out what you're passionate about. Even if it's not going to turn into a career or, or a job or an entrepreneurship, type business that you could turn it into you don't know where it's going to lead until you figure out what it is that you want to get started at 
a lot of people don't take enough time to figure out what it is that they really want. And that's why they end up going to college. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but then they don't figure it out in college either. And then they're, they're in debt and they still haven't figured it out. So take the time, try a lot of different things. If you're not successful at something, try something else and successful in the sense of figuring out if you really love it as a passion. You know, for me, I, I bounced around a lot of different things as most kids probably did and caught some flack is like, Oh, this is the thing of the week. And, but you know, when I found that DJing was for me, like I stuck with that. And 10 years later, I still DJ. I don't DJ out regularly because the amount of time that that consumes, but I do do mixes and I do put projects out there. And I do collaborate with other people as well from time to time. So that path for me isn't the professional level that, you know, I might have wanted when I was seven, eight, nine years old, but I still am doing it. A lot of people don't have that passion because they haven't taken the time to realize what that passion is. And they just get thrown into the daily drudgery of a nine to five job and coming home and just flicking on the TV. There's so many things out there. There's a whole world and you only live once. And that's like, okay, so the whole YOLO thing. But but for real, like today could be that last day. You you just don't know. So you're be happy and fortunate that you're here and that you could do something and help maybe even change the world. But you don't have to start that big. Just figure out what makes you happy and people will follow that. But you got to be consistent too. And that's consistency is so so important because uh people really i mean why do you think songs have the same hook over and over and over again <laughs> it's not by coincidence anyway please go do that in the wake of doing that you will make the world a better place because you will be a happier you and that makes all the world a difference so people can connect with me on Twitter. It's at Dreamers Podcast. My blog is J Par. That's P as in Peter, A as in Apple, R as in Roger. Dot co. C O. My podcast is Dreamers Podcast, and you can find that at HowToDream.co. Dot co. That's not dot co. Dot co. It's just dot co. <laughs> Uh, and on facebook it's joe pardo you're you know if you want to friend request me please please do so i love connecting with people uh love to chat you know hit me up on twitter or facebook uh we're on facebook as well for the for the podcast you can find that dreamers podcast i think it's facebook.com slash dreamers podcast joe thank you for joining us today and helping us get just a little better remember better nation even though we may be content with our current situation, there is always room to be better. Now it's time to become the best you. Joe, thanks so much. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening to the Bent on Better podcast at www.bentonbetter.com.